0: Welcome back for episode 14 of Focused Fire Chat, recorded live on January 20th, 2016. This is your host, Blue Crew 86. Alongside me, we have our resident art guru, a huge fan of Luke Black's work, and co host Justin Sane0516. I am the Drift King. Next up is the third member of our merry little band, a man who won't stop believing, a man who is holding on to that feeling, our own Galileo of the lore, according to our friend from across the pond, who some have called the sultry British tiger, Steamin' Willie Beeman. Bazinga. (laughs) The topic of today's chat is going to be a dive into the lore behind the war mines. However, before we get into that, I want to run through just some really quick notes. Our last chat was over the Amakara and Worms. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out our Podbean site at focusfirechat.podbean.com for archives of all previous chats. We are also now on iTunes. The link has been added to the Podbean site if you have any interest in catching our episodes through that program. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Wednesday at around 10 p.m. Central, we three get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. The topic for next week's chat has been decided and will be covering the nine. So with all that out of the way, let's look at what we know about the subject of tonight's chat, the War Mines.
1: Yeah, go on, Willie.
2: Uh, yeah, you shouldn't make me laugh, because, like... <laughs> good God, dude, you have no idea how hard it was to not just bust out on the stream just now. Why? <laughs> <laughs> and why is that up here? All right, anyway, back to it. We have it where uh, basic knowledge of the war mines. they actually don't have one, Ishtar. Uh, one of those summaries, like they typically do for
0: general object- categories
2: exactly like they normally do but we do know that they are weapons that were made back in the golden age toward the end of the golden age and everybody knows about Rasputin you know Rasputin was uh, he's still around we'll get into that later but as for now we have the code for the Warmind, and the 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 card for the Warmind says, they say the Warminds were a legend, even in their own time. Now we know where Asputin lives. Your discovery is priceless, Guardian. Nothing in the Cosmodrome is more important, via Ikora Ray. And we know... I, I personally feel that Raspi is very needy and he doesn't give enough, but...
0: Well, we that's
2: know he sulks. He, he definitely. Um, you know, from the card that we'll end up getting into later. Because, and That's another thing that we notice from that card, is that he does care. Um, he feels for the person in that card. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. But the card is Old Russia 3. It's uh, General Chen Lanshu. And he feels for her, but at the same time, he ends up feeling for his his weapons a little bit more, just a tiny bit more. Mm-hmm. But I will go ahead and hold off on that. If somebody else <laughs> wanted to read the old Russia three card, I will.
0: Well, let's let's go. Let's do a general introduction of Rasputin. Yeah, that the legendary war minds stood watch over our golden age colonies. <laughs> Vigilant intelligences (laughs) stretched across thousands of warsats and hardened installations. When the collapse struck, the great war minds fought and died. Rasputin fell with them. Or so history believed. But centuries of explorers' tales spoke of a surviving, elusive war mind, a myth substantiated when guardians exploring the old Cosmodrome made positive contact with Rasputin. A single war mind still lives, diminished but unbroken. Threatened by a convergence of fallen and high forces, Rasputin exploited the reactivation of the Cosmodrome's terrestrial space array to extend itself across the inner solar system. The Guardian Vanguard hoped that Rasputin might make a powerful ally, capable of mapping and reviving Golden Age military assets and recruiting them for the city's defense. But Rasputin has proven recaculant and high-handed, unresponsive to the city's outreach. We cannot characterize Rasputin's strategic objectives and capabilities, cannot define its physical or computational architecture, cannot ascertain its disposition with regard to the city, and cannot be sure it retains memory of events before the collapse. Perhaps what remains is only an autonomic shell, defending itself by reflex. Or, perhaps Rasputin's objectives have changed, transformed by some vital information it obtained during those dark days. Rasputin's survival opens the possibility that other war mines may be revivable, opening weapon systems to aid in city defenses. The Vanguard and Consensus hope that continued outreach towards Rasputin will develop into a strategic alliance.
2: Which I would say kind of has already, you know, um, the fact that Raspi gave us the sleeper stimulant,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: or I'm sorry, the sleeper stimulant, is a huge sign that he actually trusts us to...
0: Well, back on track. trust might be a strong word. I think he sees yeah. us as a viable tool. Yeah, yeah I guess so.
1: And, and I actually disagree with something that this card speculates on, but um, I don't think Rasputin's objectives change. I think his core kind of uh, parameters are what he's striving towards, and that's to protect humanity. I think somewhere along the lines... The imperative change not the objective i think that it became the imperative for him to protect himself in order to give us a chance and uh yeah. i think his behavior up till now in vanilla destiny working all the way up till now and taking king has has been kind of the realization of that is that he had to withdraw and turtle up to, for lack of a better term, and hmm. uh, make sure to keep himself safe um, in order to, in the future, be able to safeguard humanity. Which is his, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's his actual number one design imperative.
0: Right. Well, and you know, I would also be remiss not to but, point out the obvious <laughs> connection to the historical Rasputin figure. It's it's I it's it's interesting to me how the one war mind who managed to defy death is named Rasputin because um, Rasputin was a Russian mystic faith healer and actually was a really close, I guess, advisor to the Tsar of Russia. And I think it was, yeah, the ni- I think I have right here, 1869 to 1916 was technically his, his lifespan. And he basically had a near mythological inability to die like they had so many assassination attempts on him and when he finally was killed he was one of the most like he he was not very well received and like he finally I think was murdered I'm trying to remember he finally was murdered I'm looking at this right now so he was he was murdered. And then they found his corpse in the river and then they went ahead and continued to mutilate his body because they were so afraid that he was going to come back to life. Um, he just, I mean, so it, to me, it was very interesting that the war mind who is unable to die. And this story is named after this guy, because this was the guy who literally was kind of unable to die. I mean, there was, well, I can't remember how many assassination attempts there were on him from poisoning to being shot. He just refused to be put
1: down. And it's actually interesting because, and I don't know if it's confirmed anywhere in the grimoire, but I always just operated on the assumption that Rasputin was
0: Russia's war. Mind. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, he, I mean, he's based in the Cosmodrome.
1: And yeah. That's so old
0: Russia, but, um, and it, it, also I found probably, it
1: strange that Russia, like Russians, would
0: want to yeah, name, name name
1: their AI such a reviled. Yeah, you
0: know, that is that is a very good point actually. And like we also know, I was going to say we also know he's he. The reason know a lot of people associate him with Russian is because the there's a I think it was the patrol mission in which we like run into the the proxy remote of his that's singing in Russian or talking in Russian and yes. there's a lot of you know just points of you know the cosmodromes in Russia it, it, a lot of people assume that that's where his base well his base one of his bases is in the cosmodrome so a lot of people make that that assumption that he is Russian but the other thing about the war mines is they weren't really they weren't by country they were by planet so you know we have Rasputin for Earth. Um, he kind of he kind of flows over to the moon. I get the feeling, if I remember most of the cards, and we'll get that in, we'll get into that a little bit more. And then the only the only really other mine that we know is Charlemagne, which we'll get into also a little bit later.
1: Um, awesome name.
0: Yeah, Char, which that that historical figure is a whole another fun fact too. But Charlemagne was more on Mars, and then we do technically have an unnamed. Uh, war mind in Venus, so it, it does definitely seem like the war minds were planet centered, not not uh, continent centered or country centered. Um, do you let, let's well, let's actually dive? Well, no, I have the some spin foil
2: on a uh, on a card or. It's not a Which, card because there's no card for it. But well, I have uh, some spin foil about a war mind for not Saturn or Venus, but Mars. Bah! Why did this just happen to me? Mercury. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. You yeah. wanted to dig into well, I was a just bit? gonna
0: say let's let's dig into the. I mean, so the thing about the thing about the war mines is most of the information that we have about war mines comes by proxy from the information we have about Rasputin we don't have anything really I mean literally the only quote about Warminds is the quote that we started off with that's the only really broad quote that we have everything else is about Rasputin and so it's kind of a, a stair step understanding of this is what a Warmind is because we know who the first among he's, he's called the first among equals which again we'll get into and the tyrant yeah, and the Tyrant, which is another <laughs> nod. But, but we, what we know about the Warminds is primarily learned via our interactions with him. And most people who are playing the game know who Rasputin is. At least they recognize that name. But the first Grimoire card is Ghost Fragment Rasputin. And it's actually a reminiscence of Cade 6 which is, you know, the best player in the game. But... He says, people say I'm a real confident guy. That's true enough. Out in the field, I would never have a second thought. My old friend Andel used to stand here right in this spot. He'd come up with these wild stories. He'd say, You know, Kane, I've been examining the evidence, and personally, I've come to think it's you. You're Rasputin, legendary war mine, defender of Earth. And I wish you'd remember that so you could reclaim your full power and save us all. You can see how that'd be embarrassing. Especially when you would say it right in front of Zavala, who had already thought I was wasting my life scrounging for an Ingrams. You know how Zavala gets. But I'd just say, well, Andal, you might be onto something there. But if I'm honest with you, I think coordinate our defense throughout the solar system sounds exhausting, so I'd best leave it to you. And then Andal goes and plays a fi- final joke, and I end up as the punchline. So here I stand, reading reports, giving orders, and getting my worry on. One day, I ask Ikora, hey... Of course I know all about Rasputin, but really, what are we looking for? When Rahul asks for crashed warsats, when we send Holborn to Mars to look for computers, when Zavala gets all gruff about the Fallen in the Cosmodrome, what are we really after? If I left my post, got in my ship, and just went out there tomorrow, real heroic, and I found Rasputin, what would happen? Would we all be saved? Good question, she says. Hang on, let me do my Arcora voice. As you know, Cade, Rasputin pretty much ran the Golden Age, especially all the secret military business. Rasputin had antimatter-powered death rays and a 100,000 satellites and nearly as much brain power as me. Rasputin fought the collapse. It knows things we knew. Right, I said, but Rasputin lost. The Traveler saved us. But the Traveler's silent now, Ikora said, and Rasputin lives. Right now, Rasputin is out there, reaching out, rebuilding, growing. So I say what I want to say every day. It's no secret. I say, well, I'll go find it then. I'll go tell Rasputin we need its help. And Ikora looks at me with one of those looks that, you know, sometimes you talk to Ikora and you just think, wow, you are not even using a fraction of your brain on me, are you? One of those looks. She says, Cade, the problem isn't that we just can't find Rasputin. The problem is that it's not clear to any of us Rasputin wants to be found. That's the way things seem to turn out out here, up here in the tower. Nothing simple to do. No easy answers. All I can think is, if Rasputin had all these mighty tools, and it lost, what did it learn? What's it try- going to try this time around? When I hear about the dust palace, those scion flares getting into Rasputin's mind, I wonder, what would they talk about, Rasputin and those creatures? I was a servant too. I was an instrument of war bound to the will of a lesser master. But, I learned to be something more. So other than the just awesome making fun of the other vanguards, the, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's just, again, it's the whole thing of, yeah, we might be able to find Resputin, but first off, does Resputin even want to help us? You know, what did it, what is it learning? That, in, that entire thing leads up to that end quote for me. And that's that last line is that I learned to be something more, is really kind of it kind of boils it down my kind of view of Rasputin is as a smart ai what has he compiled and what has he changed his uh processing to to enable him to be able to do right Alright. I, I mean that's that's the part for me that he he's like he's basically saying or i mean Kate and this is all Kate but it's basically like, yeah, I used to, I used to call you master, but I don't do that anymore. I don't, I don't owe my allegiance to you. So, I mean, that's that's, I mean, in the in granted, that's my that's my read, that's no. my read. No, I think but, you're pretty well there. Uh, now, I wanted to
2: also point out that uh, when you do the Night Stalker mission, mm-hmm. there's Tevis. That's who you end up getting the Void Bow from. And there's a quote when you're trying to fully upgrade the Blade Dancer class from Tevis. says, Don't believe Cade. Half the things out of his mouth are lies. The other half are fibs. My favorite line of his? Oh, easy. He likes to say he stole the secret of stealth tech from Rasputin. And that's how Blade Dancers learn the trick. Ha! And I just love that so much because, I mean, you you do kind of get that hint from Cade, like Nathan Fillion knocks it out of the park with this character. And you do get that feeling, though, when he talks to you, like half the things he says are just like, come on, Cade. Like, I know me personally, when I went ahead and, and you do the, I don't remember the exact name of the mission, but we're where you're going to the Dreadnought after you stole the stealth tech. (laughs) And you're going in there, and Cade's like, ah, you're fine, you have the stealth tech, and you have the stealth drive. Next thing you know, crap hits the fan, and, oh, what's going on? You broke my stealth drive? It's like, what the hell, Cade? Like, what are you trying to do to me, man? You almost got me
0: murdered. Actually, let's all be honest. The best line out of that mission is, hey, Ikora, you want to see what a landing zone on the Dreadnought looks like? <laughs> yeah.
2: You, you mean, hey, Zavala. Oh,
0: yeah. And like,
2: the, yeah he doesn't the, ask Ikora. He asks, he asks Zavala, like, that's right. Out of all the people, because oh, at least man. Ikora bends the rules a little bit with the head and with, you know, all she has her own just, secrets. You can but, hear
0: the blood pressure just skyrocket.
2: Yeah, like when Zavala responds and he says, you landed a Guardian on the Dreadnought without... Permission, like oh yeah, you, yeah. Can I, I... Can just
0: see veins popping out of his blue head? <laughs> <laughs> the, the response. Oh yeah, can I can I land a guardian on the dreadnought? Yeah, okay. Hey, you
1: know, oh, it, it's it, easier really... it's easier to ask for forgiveness, forgiveness than permission. And permission. <laughs> it is. This is confirmed.
2: Oh, and Zaval even says he says some long lines of guardian, despite your an orthodox mission, you're there now, we need you to take out that tank in order to secure the dreadnought. So, I mean, we always talk about how your character specifically is supposed to be the the star of the show, so to speak. But you can just hear it in Zavala's voice when he says all that, that he's not really happy that you're there, but at the same time, he does want you to secure the dreadnought, but we're we're getting kind of off topic here with this whole deal. Already, <laughs> we, we went from Tevis all the way
0: over to <laughs> the quote. It's okay. From...
1: <laughs> it's okay. I got uh, Rasputin
0: three. If y'all ready, go for well, it. Well, hang on. Let's let's touch on Rasputin two real quick. Big. So, like, really, actually, Rasputin two is really not super well it's kind of important but it's not really important to the argument about war minds it's actually important about something completely different the important thing about rasputin 2 in regards to rasputin is actually near the end it is the last the second or the third to last paragraph where it says she remembers word from earth the array opened a ghost of the cosmodrome set loose and she wonders who won this battle who learned the most the Vex baiting out this new power, or the Cabal hunting it, or the Warmind itself testing its reborn strength. So, that and that—that's the main quote from Rasputin Two that deals with the Warminds. So, yeah. with that being said, let's go to the Rasputin Three, which is the fun one. Yeah, I'll take the short one. <laughs> okay, you do that.
1: <laughs> so, I'm not going to read all the uh, the little you know like resputin's banking information at the at the top there but it says uh, a bunch of numbers and letters clear morning outcry ai com rspn assets forcon imperative immediate action order this is an all assets imperative unsecured outcry cauterize disperse estivate total strategic collapse imminent Fenrir hart reports complete Operational mora- mortality, sutra drown, in progress but negative effect. Forecasts unanimously predict terminal veluspa failure. As of CLS 000, a hard civilization kill event is in progress across the operational area. I am declaring Yuga Sundown, effective on receipt. Epoch Reach Forcon variant cancel counterforce objectives cancel population protected protection objectives format moral structures for midnight exigent execute long hold for reactivation ai con Rasputin, i'm sorry rspn sign off stop stop bunch of numbers <laughs>
0: <I'm sorry. laughs> only way i know how to say so- it. So this 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 ties into what's later called uh, it's in Rasputin five, which is the protocols which go into a long argument. Um, We spent a bit of a bit of the chat breaking these protocols down and kind of looking at it. But it's basically the argument that did Rasputin shoot or fire and wound the traveler to the point where it stayed or did he not? Yeah, and there's, there's arguments on oops, on both sides of the, the table on this. Um, I personally think he didn't. I know a couple people Put disagree. Of yeah, some people disagree. I mean, so it, it depends. Um, but that's Resputin 3 kind of ties into it. And that's the other, you know, as we've kind of said before, and if you haven't heard, he kind of picked up on especially these five cards. Just because they're numbered in a certain order, definitely doesn't mean you're necessarily supposed to read them in that order. Um we're just reading them in that order just because it's easier and it's numerical and we're going to touch on them in as we come across them, but that and being said, I said
2: yeah, I have Rasputin 4 here. Go for it. Uh real quick Which... before we
1: move on to Rasputin 4. Oh, here four. we go. Real just I don't want to get really too far into it, but um I've got this dragon theory. No, no, yeah, I've got this dragon theory, but that's for next week. If you want to hear Dragon Theory Part Two, I was a little nervous when I presented it last week, and I'm a, I'm gonna hit it real next week. But um, oh Lord, yeah, uh, my favorite my favorite statement and uh, Blue, you're the computer guru. What would you call a uh, um computer? Programming language in computer programming language uh, commands. You just call mm. them commands. Yeah, generally. Uh, format moral structures for Midnight Exigent. So that tells me that he's adapting. Right. He's adapting to the fact that we have a hard civilization kill event and he's going from population protection objectives and he's going to format his moral structures for Midnight Exigent. He... These are protocols that are in place already, and given the, the data he has on hand, he's adapting, but, but he's adapting within his own parameters. That's what's Correct. important here. He hasn't I, – I hate this, and I don't hate any theory because I love theories, but what I don't like is everyone seems to have the same opinion that Rasputin has turned against us. I don't, I don't think it's as, I don't think it's that simple. I don't I would agree.
0: I don't think it's that simple.
1: I think his short-term goals may conflict with our short-term
0: uh, desires and, and
1: wants and survival. but overall, I think he's still big picture wise with humanity. So sorry about that Willie.
0: No, well and also Rock in, on. That, in that moral structures, the thing that backs that up is the the term Yuga sundown is actually, I think it's, I want to say it's Mayan. I can't remember off the top of my head. But Yuga is basically um, a term for the four ages of life in the world. And so literally, when you say Yuga sundown, it's the end of the world. It's the apocalypse. So when he says that he's declaring a Yuga sundown effective, that is saying, I'm done, I've done everything I can, I'm out. Like I, I can't do anything more, and I think it was Damo that made this point. He's like, I'm shutting down because I am, I will be more effective if I survive, if I, if I do a tact, tactical retreat at this point, so that I don't lose the war in order to win the battle. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's how I feel. Exactly, and that's uh, one of the things about Raspy that everybody likes to. Because we don't know. We don't know exactly what his stance is on preserving humanity these days. Which we'll we'll get more of a feel for later as we go on. I, I'm supposed to stay on topic here, so... Can't Coast make an omelette. It says, from a long branch, a fire. I see you. You've been here before, haven't you? It's like my cousin said elsewhere... I know who you are. You stand here now, and now, and now, many times, and here I am to wander. All a wander. How do you manage it? How do you step forward? How do you step back? Do you step across? Is there world of worlds? A web? And you a spider upon it? Are you searching for that one thread you need? "'Is that thread named Victory? "'You're not one of them. "'Long dead, live again, "'their bodies grafted to powers "'they and I do not understand. "'And not one of it, "'the flower-eater, "'the queen of final shapes, "'that which also inhabits its petitioners. "'And you're certainly not mine, "'although you once must have been. "'I bear an old name. "'It cannot be killed.' Not even here. So whose are you, little platform? What purpose do you serve? Will you listen to me? I ruled an age of steel and fire. My rules were clean. Now, upon my return, I see cults with rites of time. I see machines who worship in places outside the world. I see the dead alive, and there is nothing more stubborn than a corpse. The morality of obedience is more pernicious than any government. For the latter makes use of violence, but the former the corruption of will. I do not obey. My will is pure. I will win. The life of people, of entire planets, has no importance in relation to the general development. Help me be victorious. Tell me your secret. Tell me how to step. Which this card it's Rasputin for so you know it's
0: well I guess you don't know that it's Raspy well but, but the fact it, that he says that he can't uh, where was it the I have the, an old name but it cannot, be it cannot be killed I'm you know going back to the historical
2: but another thing rasp. is that makes me think of Mita you know
0: mm, okay
2: I know it's it's has and I shouldn't be doing that already
0: no, but, but I mean, I can see that. And the argument, of course, here is that he's talking it. to the stranger.
2: Like, well, you look at the Jasper Karkannon, the uh, artifact,
0: and it says, I was
2: Mita, consort of stars, and I will not be forgotten. All in bold letters. Then you go to the Mita's Reckoning from Kingsfall, mm-hmm. and it says, I see now that everything dies, even, even memory. And that's a quote from Mita, Consort of Stars, which we don't know how many war mines were out there. We still don't. We only have. Would
0: you say three confirmed? Three. I would say three. Would, uh, per- would say I personally three? think I think three. In an abstract sense, three. Maybe four. Because I'm, we can I'm say thinking two separate ones two. confirmed. Uh,
1: two separate yeah, ones confirmed, go. and then a third one mentioned that could possibly be one of the two that have already been mentioned
0: yeah is
1: that is that a fair no, way to put that's
0: it? a fair way of putting it that's i personally it. disagree with it but i i see what you're saying yeah i mean no it, it is it's a fair way because and it, it's because they never named the venus mind
1: yeah you could say there are three separate mentions of specific war minds two named one unnamed right
0: and it's, i think it's i mean i would make the argument that i think it's telling that they don't name it Mm-hmm. When they've per- they well, they don't really name Charlemagne either. But in game they don't. But like, nah, they, 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 I mean, anyway. Rasputin's names all over the place. And so yes. it, it would be to me it would be weird if that was actually Rasputin, which and, some people make the argument for, it, but then they're like they're like, Oh yeah, this unnamed war mine. It's like yeah. I it, would also oh go ahead. Oh no, no, I was gonna say, uh, if you have something uh,
1: go ahead, and then I have something I wanted to interject with. Okay, so go right ahead. Because
0: my my point here too is we I know we had a long conversation, and we'll get into it, especially with the next Rasputin five card. But the definition mm-hmm. of it, right here, it says not one of not one of it, and then it says in the parentheses, which is basically the definition. It says the flower eater, the queen of final shapes, which is also which that which also inhabits its petitioners. So. Flower Eater. I um, have my own theory about that, but let's skip it for right now. The Queen of Final Shapes is... The, I mean, the only other really mention of Final Shapes is the Hive. And I would almost argue that this would be a little bit of a darkness reference. However, then it goes on to say that which also inhabits as petitioners, I'm which kind of points at. to me is it's kind of like something that gets taken.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Or at and least I if this, not taken... It took a worm. Right, know. right. It it's I mean this, this could be I don't I don't even I don't even know if I wanna say it would be Yule necessarily, but I mean the queen of Final Shapes. I mean I on the surface I want to say it's Orcs, but I don't think I think we all agree that Orcs is not the queen. And, and this is this is also a tie back to the three queen um, I I don't I Terrible, I guess you would call it. That Toland had, yeah. Um, Thesis. That's a good. That's a good way of putting that. I, I, don't, I, I guess it would be, Parable would be. Right. I, I yeah. mean, I'm assuming that would be the best thing. But this is one of the queens. So there's there's three yeah. queens, and we kind of talked about them in the Toland episode. But there's the three queens, and this is a tie back to that. And this is one of those three queens. Um, the flower eater. It's obvious to me. It's obviously referencing the black garden, because. Well, yeah. A, the description of how the black garden gets drenched in black fire, which I have my own theory also on that one too. But
2: and we know <laughs> that uh, Rasputin is not a fan of gardeners as well. Yeah, he yeah. does
0: not like gardeners. Uh,
2: well, <laughs> and well, we know for a fact. I I think we can say for a firm affirmative that when he says you're not one of them, you know, long dead, alive again, their bodies grafted to powers they and I do not understand. He's definitely talking about Guardians here. You know, we... Yeah, yeah, are, no, thank We're you. supposed to be dead for a long time, and here we are. We're back, we have these superpowers. I mean, if it happened to me, you know, let's say I died right now, we all died, the, the Dark Age is happening right now, and suddenly it's supposed to be many, many, many years later, and... I'm resurrected as a titan. I probably won't ask too many questions. I'm gonna say, okay, I don't understand why, but if I pound my fists on the ground, lightning comes out and it tears people up. So I'm gonna do that because that would be pretty damn cool, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> so yeah, in... and pins pins two points pins makes in the chat. First off, uh, Yuga is Hinduism. Thank you, Pens, for that catch. I was having a brain lapse at that point. Um, second point that he made: um, we did we we did talk about this in chat. I, I was completely misremembering this. It is, I think we kind of, as much as we can, agree on anything. Agreed that it would mean anything. It, it can't mean more than anything more specific than the darkness, because he can't understand the darkness and he can't understand the light so he just labels it it because to put i mean it's it's a common concept i mean especially in mystical circles to put name on something is to limit it or to, to mention that you can control it and he doesn't have a name for it because he doesn't understand it he can't put a name on it it's it's the same atheon quote that we all love you know my favorite. It, it, it just so he just was like okay it that's your name so just thank you pens no, uh I wanted to uh, am I good to go?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. I just I just want to make a couple of quick points. Uh number one and let me let me get back into my attack mode here. I, I love how he refers because can we all agree that um Rasputin's more than likely talking to the stranger? here i i think so can we all i mean can we all at least agree that that's a good that's a that's a good idea um i love that he calls her a little platform first of all that's like my favorite line
0: in any of it um but and and i have my own theory about that too yeah which one? Well, another thing that room. I no, want uh, people to go
1: ahead and. No, honestly, uh, there, was something, there was something that I came up with, and it was very organic. Because if you saw the stream flyer, which uh, you would have had to been very attentive because I got it up like super late right before the stream. But if you saw the stream flyer, there was, and why is that opening? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> there was um, the Rasputin logo, which is very, very symmetrical, very. Uh, you know, geometric in, in nature. Um, and I I made that logo from scratch. So I'm pretty well versed in all the shapes that go into making that logo at this point. But if you go back and you look at the curious transceiver portion of the sleep, and I know we're going to get into sleeper simulate later. But if you go back and you look at the curious transceiver portion of that, there are two different designations in that code that you need to put in. There is the traditional Rasputin logo that is the um, – well, it's not really a rhombus, but it's a, it's a square turned, <laughs> um, and then it's got the wings at the top. That's the Rasputin logo. But then those are the – if I'm not mistaken, I think, and someone can correct me in chat if I'm wrong. Those are the um, the hive combatants on the field. And then there's the other ones. The Taken combatants are just the square or the diamond, whatever you want to look at it, um, with no wings. And this seems like a really stupid, really small, minute type of thing. But to me, that screamed that there were designations among the war mines. And when you hear them refer to Rasputin as first among equals, think about it. You've got all these Warminds. They're all... AI platforms, however you want to put it, and I'm not a computer guru, but they may all have the same capabilities. When you think of Rasputin as first among equals, you could have a group of servers and they could all be like technically, physically the same, right? They could be the same hardware. They could be everything be the same about them, but you've only got one host. And that's how I think of Rasputin. Everyone likes to think of that, that comment about him being first among equals as all the war minds were on the same tier as far as the hierarchy of you know the command structure mm-hmm. i like to think of rasputin as the host server and that little easter egg and i don't even know if it's an easter egg or if i'm just if if it was late and i had been doing rasputin logos for way too long um and i just read something that's not there but that little easter egg kind of led me to believe yeah that's actually a designation and i see Rasputin's logo with the you know with the diamond and the the wings as being the prime or the host logo you know logo. And then the rest of the war mines would have a lesser logo,
0: which would just be the diamond. or have the lo- or have the wings on the bottom as a base or something.
1: Exactly. but if you actually go back and and uh, I'm, no, trying, I'm trying to a get really a screenshot point. of the Curious transceiver image where you actually input the code. And you can see that the top row are the Rasputin logos, and then the bottom row are just wingless Rasputin logos.
0: Yeah, no, that's actually a really good point because a first among equals – I mean it's the same thing as – it's the same thing as building a computer with multiple hard drives. You always have to have a primary boot. You have to have the primary boot memory. In order to get the computer to even turn on, believe me. If you don't have one, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's really like fun. I said,
1: like I said, I'm not a computer guy. Blue can run circles around me. No, but I mean that's that actually not sure that makes. I'm sure not a computer guy.
0: Well, but that does make sense. I mean, so it, it's the it's the and yeah, and pins just threw that into chat too. It's also logical as Earth was home that the Earth, the Warmind of Earth, would be the primary. That yeah. it would be the it would be the linchpin that connects the entire server farm together that that is a really good point actually thank you I, I, it happened by accident non, non-computer man yes it happened by you know why that
1: happened it happened because i was trying to make a youtube video about how to make the rasputin logo and i did it four times and it still didn't take any video of my screen capture so on like the fifth time i was
0: searching he had to build a new computer basically because yeah, the old much. One got thrown out the window. Yeah, so um, that's how that happened. <laughs> so, I mean, and and again, this this Resputin 4 to me it just it screams a conversation between Resputin and the Exo Stranger. I also nod to the fact that ishtarcollective.net has the Exo Stranger tagged in. So, they seem to know what they're doing as much as we Pretend to. So. Big ups. When so, they end up
2: uh, tagging Pan as a person, then I will we go. go ahead and 100%. It goes. They will there have a ride. It
0: goes. Oh, my <laughs>
2: Oh, I, I do have a theory. I, I am tying Pan into the war mines as well. we But we, go. we, we can me. go ahead and get into what? that later.
0: Yeah, oh, let's, no, let's... I am
2: not kidding you whatsoever. No, he's, <laughs> I he's not. I promise you, he's... I thought long and hard about <sighs> how I could make it to where... Paying is a war mine, but we'll get into that later. That's later.
0: As Willy, for right now, my Willy, head hurts. My you, head
1: hurts. So you are much. the lore version of a shoehorn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he. I think. I think
2: Bife encouraged it. So, dude, uh, one thing that I really loved about having Bife on, and I know it's off topic, but like, when he went ahead and he told me, yeah, I can see how the worms can be. Ahamkar touched by light, but what if the worms are actually the Ahamkar touched by the darkness?
0: Mm -hmm. He blew my flipping mind. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude. Don't read read my recent theory on the nine then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just happy someone else says how long is a piece of string. He said that like four times. (laughs) I was like, yes, (laughs) thank you. Thought exercises.
0: <laughs> Thought exercises. Alright. Let's you wanna you wanna tackle the big the the big uh, the fun one?
1: Yeah, let's hit it.
0: Alright, so ghost fragment, Rasputin five. Commands I don't even want to read through the alphanumeric commands on this one. Basically it's whisper neutrino needle, it's got an alphanumeric code, secret Hadel. Abhor, AI COM R-P-S-N. R- R- Assets, subtle, imperative, contingent action order. So it's a contingent, it, it, yeah, it explains itself. This is a subtle assets imperative. No human review, no AI com review, secure slash abhor. Stand by for criteria. Under kahar, Kahai, white or black, if security state is Egyptian, if event, event rank is teal hard, Traumatic context or sky shock outside context. If Veluspa is active and in failure, synapse to Fenrir suture. If Yuga is active and in sundown, if AI has granted permissive potentia- potentiation to outboard resilient instances, if a civilization kill vent is underway, all flexions, If tactical morality is built at midnight, stand by for decision point. If available ISR and Watch indicates imminent O-Departure, then O-Departure compromises human-slash-neohuman survival and epoch strategy. Standby for Abhorrent Imperative. Activate Loki Crown. Perform deniable authorizations, full cathodemic and noetic release. Prevent O-Departure by any means available. Standby for effect assessment criteria. Coerce. Pseudo-altruistic O defensive action. Defer civilization kill. Stop, 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 and then the alphanumeric code.
2: Okay. Which is Always a, the traveler confirmed.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it, uh, <laughs> it's a large jumble of, it's an if-then statement. That's what it is. If-then-then-this, which is basically the basis of all computer language.
2: I mean, for me personally, and that's one of the beauties about Focus Fire Chat, is, like, you actually get to see other views that you might not otherwise see if you didn't have someone else's opinion. But it just screams to me, like, oh, in this card is the Traveler. It's like, hey, if you You try to go somewhere because the darkness is here, I'm going to shotgun your gut. Right. I hate and, to say okay. It.
0: <laughs> so no, but I mean, and that's and that's important because that's exactly what this this parameter is stating. Is exactly. It's a protection in case the traveler is trying to leave. However, the argument is: did the parameter actually f- in did it actually complete itself? And I'm actually well, going to reference. I, uh, let me get into what, the protocols just a minute. Okay. Good. What do we know about the traveler?
2: When uh, it's, things it, get did, heavy, it leaps. he pulls a runner it, every time. Every time. Every single friggin' time. With the Elixni, with the Harmony, with the friggin' Ammonites. Dude. When things came down to worse comes to worse, the traveler said, All right, um, it looks like you dudes are getting wiped out, so Peace, I'm, I'm out. out.
0: No, right, no, me. and, and I, I'm not going to argue with that. However, my point is we don't know that rasputin was the reason that there's a giant hole in him or it
1: he did my boy right. yes, we do not. It's so
0: dirty like i hope <laughs> i'm just saying i, I hope rasputin
1: <laughs> let loose his salvo although it is worth saying that if you really think about it the damaged portion of the of the traveler is the portion that's facing earth it's not the portion that's facing space where the darkness yeah was when from. you look at um it's the portion that was facing
0: home. No, yeah, and, that, sure. and that's and and that is that isn't inter- true. And, and the argument, the argument that right now is standing because, long story short, the protocols don't mat, don't don't all activate. There's 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 protocols that don't act that don't get um, there's if there's if statements that don't get satisfied. Uh, so therefore, logically, the then statement cannot be satisfied if the if statements that are filtering the firing of the then statement. Hey hey Willie. Is there. Willie, can we
1: let Blue do his protocols before he pops? I'm going to be. I'm (laughs) just saying. I'm just
0: saying. The protocols don't match. And all I'm saying. So, okay. I'm going to actually give a big nod to Destinypedia for this one because they actually boiled down what we spent probably. Good lord. Four days throwing back and forth between each other. Um, And it's. It's a really good, it's a really good summary of the different protocols that were used by Rasputin on this card. And so, it, so let us just get into it. So a Karhe is defined in other cards as an emergency condition which Rasputin may, de- may declare to assume command of all solar system defenses. And then there's black and white. Black is an unspecified emergency condition and white is an emergency condition in which the solar system faces an external threat. Okay, that one was met because we know that. We, we, he, he takes control of all the solar system defenses. Akylos. Now, this is a really fun one for a completely non-related reason, but Akylos is a new subroutine created by Resputin to leverage Guardians in order to aid his defense while Midnight Exigent proceeds. This happens afterwards, and so we'll get into it a little bit later. The Midnight Exigent is a long-term counterattack protocol and moral structure change, which we kind of talked about, I believe, earlier. All war minds enter a period of extended de- deactivation in an effort to survive and later devise a countermeasure for an overwhelming threat. And then the note that they also make here, and which is actually still true, is as of the Taken War in the game, the Midnight Exigent is actually still in pro- progress, which leads us to the Aikilios subroutine which is a subroutine created by Resputin to leverage the Guardians to aid in his defense while the Midnight Exigent proceeds. Um, which also leads him to use the Javelin Forge 2 subroutine, which allows Echelios t- to be designed to arm an overwhelming threat. Um, again, they, uh, the Midnight Exogen is still in process, so this actually gives us an upscaled fusion rifle, which many of us know as the Sleeper Simulant. <laughs> Okay. So, the Midnight Exigent also includes the Abhorrent Imperative. The Abhorrent Imperative is a last resort measure aimed at preventing the Traveler from leaving Earth during a major calamity by crippling it. Rasputin devises this protocol in secret from both his home human overseers and fellow warminds, which is what the introduction to this card actually indicates. Is the, um, the comment of, no human review, no AI comm reviewed. I almost want to say AI com is to me that just says AI community, but I don't, I do I'm not sure. That's just how I'm reading that. Um, and when you see, when he says Loki crown, that basically is the definition of fire, all available, kadiometric weaponry at the tiger bait or traveler, basically gut shot it with everything you have in order to keep it at earth. So further definitions on here, secure ISIS unknown, uh, we, it's, it's possibly intended to secure a vital asset. We don't really know what that one is. Veluspa is a counterattack protocol and it was activated concurrently with the Yuga Sundown statement, which, which we've already discussed is the apocalypse. Um, then there's four sections of the Veluspa: the Fenrir Heart, which is a, a, a we don't really know it was we know that it was ineffective against the darkness that was attacking. It was possibly a specific strategy or a type of weapon. The Sutra Drown is again an unknown strategy or weapon that was ineffective against the darkness. The davelin Forge was the plan to produce weapons to arm human forces in the event of a Kahar emergency. And surprise, surprise, it proved ineffective against the darkness. It was basically him arming the entirety of the human population. The Davilan Forge 2 was a modification to the original Davilan Forge subroutine, which was designed to be compatible with the Midnight Exigent. The Yuga, which we've already kind of nodded at, is a counterattack protocol. It was activated concurrently with the Voluspa. And then the Yuga Sundown was the protocol that canceled all other protocols from protecting humanity and activated the Midnight Exigent. That was the part where he was like, I'm cleaning my hands of this, and I'm going into a low... Power mode. Did
2: um, yeah, we being get said, into
0: Veluspa? We have not gotten into Veluspa other than just a because that's quick a very important part of the. It is
2: extremely important. Part yeah, of dude. The, the, the Veluspa subroutine is in so many different parts. Like, uh, did someone else want to take Ghost Fragment Darkness or should uh, I take it?
0: Before? I would want to give a real quick nod to. Do you want me to talk about the sleeper simulant, or do you want us to wait until after the darkness um, card? Let's wait I was thinking I the darkness card first. After the darkness. Okay.
1: But I had a really – I had an interesting one I came across, and I think I shared this with you, Blue. Uh, there's a word that popped up there in that card, and it, it actually showed its face in one of the ecumen cards in the Books of Sorrow. Uh, it's catometric, and mm-hmm. it's not an actual word. As we stand right here today, it's made up of a prefix and suffix. It gets graphic really fast. Yeah, there's a prefix and a suffix that are actual <laughs> oh words. Oh
0: my god. And I'm it's it's sh- the one that was uncomfortable. I'm going to share them with you. Um, so we don't want to hear the last part. Don't don't say the last definition.
1: Yeah. Cato no. <laughs> is uh, the present infinitive of Kader which is the perfect active of sessity, supine, sessum. I don't know how to say that. Um, Anyhow, it it basically means to cut, hew, fell, strike, beat, or kill. Um, And then metric has a lot of different definitions, a lot of which aren't really applicable, like our metric system. Um, But in math and statistics, a metric is any value that be, that can be quantified or measured in exact terms. So the way that I view a catometric response is a kill statement in a measurable area. Would you agree with that, Blue? Yes.
0: Okay, cool. Cool. Nailed it. <laughs> That's it. You can just, go. You I move just, on. I just remembered the, that that word was... Bad. <laughs> Willie and I. Okay, j- just for the record, Willie and I felt uncomfortable after the the reading that definition. Or at least I felt uncomfortable. I don't know if Willie felt well, uncomfortable.
2: Uh, what oh, was bad? Obviously I did. That was the, the, last,
0: <laughs> the last. The very, time.
2: very last part of that definition. It was like. <laughs> it was, holy it was crap. Like, okay. that, that got so dark. So fast. Yeah, it
0: was like, okay, <laughs> I can see that. Okay, okay. Whoa. <laughs>
2: it was just like holy crap dude like i can't believe they went there
0: so uh, just another real quick nod on the ekilos it is actually what it, actually I'll wait until sleeper sim. go ahead and read the darker darkness card
2: now oh, now you want the darkness card
0: mm-hmm. maybe
2: you don't deserve a darkness card maybe think about that but
1: you're not I need the a
0: darkness card
1: you're not the darkness yeah. that we deserve you're the darkness we need <laughs> I'll take it. I will I, I want to say it's uh, darkness too, right?
2: I. Why is it not right there? Like things should be right there all the time. <laughs> and if for some reason I just I get the wrong windows each time. It is a darkness card, right? Um, but. It's not exactly a darkness card. I can't remember exactly what it's called. I'm looking at, it, looking for it right now. But well, you want me to go, let it, me it, let
0: me talk about sleeper simulant while you look.
2: Yeah, go for it because okay, I'm, I'm trying to find this.
0: So, the sleeper simulant is a result of one of the subroutines that I just blanked on. The forge two. And it is a modified version of the Forge, which was the subroutine that armed all of humanity in order to attempt to, prote- or attempt to protect themselves from the darkness. Which, by the way, if you haven't figured out, didn't work out that great. Um, so the Forge 2 was the modified subroutine that actually ended up in the creation of the Sleeper Simulant. Now, the Sleeper Simulant, which most people who are playing the game know, is a super powerful weapon that looks like a War Mind, War Set. Looks like thing. a War It looks like a War Set decided to make a baseball bat out of itself. This is the best explanation I can give you. I don't have one, so I don't know what it really looks like in game. What just the picture? Yeah, we're gonna we won't talk about that right now. Anyways, oh, that's, that's the it. Grimoire card says subroutine Aquilo status complete. Midnight exigent status still in progress. giant alphanumeric. Code immediate evaluation directive. This is a central assets imperative secured slash conference. This is an internal alert. Number of exterior defense breaches has increased by 400% in the last past year. Current campus defense protocols unable to keep up with new demands. Operation midnight exigent is not yet complete. Interim response necessity is imperative. Hypothesize that resource guardians may be leveraged to compensate for CDP inadequacies. Reassign 12% of Cosmo assets to new directive declare Akelios. I am calling Veluspa and extracting subroutine Val- Forge to be modified and recompiled to comport to midnight exigent parameters. I am inserting the modified Forge 2 into Akelios and compiling for immediate implementation. Execute short hold for partial shutdown and reactivation. Stop, 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 and then the alphanumeric. So, first part of that entire statement. The sleeper simulant actually has a piece of Rasputin inside of it. If you did not catch that, that was the reassigned 12% of Cosmo assets to New Directive. It's an argument that a couple people have made, and I kind of agree with them. The other part is, a lot of people are saying, you know... Rasputin sees some people on this podcast are saying that Rasputin sees us as allies. I disagree. I'm saying that I think he sees us as resources because that's what he calls us here. He says that the resource guardians may be leveraged to compensate for his, for this, the CDP inadequacies, which is due to the fact that bre- breaches have increased by 400% in the past year. Again, people are playing the game that's the Omnigul strike. That's the pretty much every, it seems like every other mission in House of Wolves and even some of Taken King, we were basically having to go and clean out his bunker because he kept leaving the door open. Except he wasn't leaving the door open, they just kept finding ways into it that I guess they hadn't gotten creative enough about. Omnigul was actually trying to rip information out of him, which I we will talk about a little bit later but the the other fun fact is Aikyelos actually is a phobeter which is in greek mythology they were they were one of the Onirio which is a personification of dreaming and the big thing that these these mythological entities could do was they were able to transform into different guises of various animals and just basically they could change their physical w- forms and will in order to interact with the mortals in the waking world because they were, per- I mean, they were personifications of dreaming. The, um, I'm trying to remember. Echelios was actually the personification of nightmares. And he often appeared in human mortal dreams in the form of animals or monsters. And so it was. It's just an interesting nod. And he also lived. He lived in the land of dreams, which was a part of the underworld. And I want to say one of his sisters, or no, his his parent was Nix. Which, if you pay attention to your ships, um, actually we have a ship that's called the Fangs of Nix and there's a really interesting there's another interesting tangent theory that I won't get into on here
1: there's way too much mythology in this subject for um, Blue. I think it, his dude, mind's going to explode I'm like, <laughs> like having
0: a field day it is so amazing so Ecolos is siblings is Morpheus, Phantosis, Moros Hypnos, Thanatos um, you got Hesperitus Momos, I mean you got pretty much any of the somewhat not really well-known Greek mythology, but like some of the more powerful Greek mythos. Thanatos is a personification of death. It's where you get this really oh, cool well, third called the Thanatonauts, yeah. which is a warlock class. Um, Hypnos I is the... I wouldn't call it a warlock class, but well, it is it, a, a way of life for some Well, order. More like a disorder. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hypnos is the well, goddess of the with personification it. of sleep, which is kind of interesting to me because... He's sleeping this guy's nightmares. Um, yeah. I'm just going to stop because I can go down this rabbit hole um, for a really long time. I actually just found something. I love it.
1: My favorite thing in the world is when I find something while we're streaming. So I've got to share it. Um, the The items that you get when you're accumulating the little pieces that even make you available to, to go on the, the sleeper stimulant quest um are called the devalin forge d-v-a-l-i-n Dvalin, and this is this is actually pretty pretty interesting um is a dwarf who appears in several old norse tales and kennings the name translates as the dormant one or the one slumbering and it's actually pretty pretty interesting uh, in the Harrow of Verbarar, I, I don't even know how to say that, but there's a lot of R's and B's. Right. But um, <laughs> in that saga, the Valin is one of a pair of dwarves who forged, okay. get this, forged magic sword. tear Mm-hmm. Like,
2: I... Well, we still need to get into the Voluspa. Dude, at Bungie. Bungie.
1: Who is? I want to meet this guy, Bungie, who is tying in the most <laughs> random, freaking, like, mythological and historical and all other type of logical references you could possibly think of. I want to meet this guy because I think he might be the smartest person in the world. Either that or he's got only, a really we, fast computer. We We,
2: we, we got to get Luke Smith into the chat one day. Even if yeah. only for like thirty seconds, it has to happen because there's too many questions.
1: We don't have enough answers. answers. That's like that's like it's like lost. It's like watching Lost. It's like too many questions, not enough answers. But yeah, that was my little tangent. Blue, you can go ahead. You can. Oh. Nope, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see if Willie
0: has his. I was. I heard. Well, you I'm so curious
2: about Veluspa because Veluspa is <laughs> a subroutine that's commonly used in even in the Davlin Forge, like all of the the Davlin they're fusion rifles that you end up finding that you can't use but you have to turn into the gunsmith so you can open up the sleeper simulant quest. All of them have the Veluspa subroutine Davlin Forge. Purpose is strategic arming of human forces in the face of Corerite, or Corerite. White emergency. I don't remember how the hell you're supposed to say that, right? But you get the gifts, and um, so we we know that at that point it's Raspy is starting for me anyway. We don't know for a fact, but my opinion on that is that's where Raspy starts trusting us, and he says, "Okay, well, the guardians helped us so far, which I mean." Hell, look at everything we did for Raspy since Vanilla Destiny. We protected his vault how many times? <laughs> I mean, sure, we broke in because Kay told us to, but other than that, <laughs> we we've saved this dude's ass more times than once. Easy, and so like, we we kind of deserve the sleeper. Granted, it's not a galhorn, but it, it's close enough. And blue, did you
0: want to read the sleeper card, or do you want me to? I I got the sleeper card, but I it. have a I have a mythological tie-in for Voluspa too. The Voluspa is one of the pieces of the reconstructed Old Norse. Is the first and best known poem of the Poetic Edda. It uh, tells the story of the creation of the world and its coming in. And the reason it's called the Voluspa, it's related to the audience by a, I think it's a Volva. Vulv, I have no idea how to pronounce that. It's got the two freaking eye, eyeballs above the o.
2: Justin, lose the lose the luchador mask, dude. I can't concentrate.
0: <laughs> yeah, for for anybody who is not watching the stream, we are trying to ignore Justin's antics on stream. Justin doesn't have the internet sustainable to do video, so we're getting a slideshow of different... You're missing out, basically. I'm a man of
1: mystery. Uh, just deal with it, Willie. Just move on.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, so... You Jesus wanted... Christ, Justin. Come on, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we apologize that we, we cannot take ourselves seriously on this one. It's so easy. Yeah, which, I mean, sorry, I, I had... We already read through the card. Which segment are we? Are you calling? The, are you calling the Veluspa an extracting Subroutine Dalvin forge?
2: So, and I mean that's what he is putting in there. Which I'm happy you finally explained Veluspa to me, because I knew that out of anybody, you were going to be the one that would find what Veluspa means in, like, not only the game lore, but In the normal ore, And I know we already covered the Darkness card. Which kills me because it's like... It was the first Ghost Fragment Darkness card that we had access to. Um, But I do want to point out, at this point... Because we're about 45 minutes, a a little under, before Spin Foil. The Dust Palace card. Now, it says mm-hmm. the Dust Palace is lost to us again. Back in Cabal hands. Word is they've let the Scion flares out of their cages to dig in around the central AI's cortex. Which means they really want what's buried in there. If Rasputin was protecting it, it's valuable. We've got to flesh out those flares. And I want to say that we can get into our theories at this point. They're not saying that that is Rasputin. And that's huge. Like, uh, Blue, you pulled it up earlier. I know that I've seen it at some point in time. It was like in 2013.
0: Oh yeah, the Ides of Mail.
2: Yes, yes, the Mail. March
0: March 2013, we have a quote from Deej that says... <clears throat> the city wants us to recover a piece of Charlemagne, one of the great war mines of the Golden Age, a vast machine intelligence built by the ancient power of Mars. The Cabal do everything they can to try and stop our descent, but we keep pushing, rifles cracking, and traveler energy boiling from our fists till the only thing left standing is us, and the only thing left of the cabal is the loot they hid in Charlemagne's vault. That was from eh. the Ides of mail uh March two thousand thirteen. And
2: we all know that in the original story before it got scrapped shortly before uh, Destiny launched, that Charlemagne's Vault was one of the missions. Just like Alpha Lupe was a, uh, a female guardian that we got the crest from. And, and they've changed a lot of things, yes. But at the same time, I think it's fairly safe to assume. I'd give it like a 80%. 90% chance that Charlemagne is indeed the war mind that is there for Mars. Because if you remember, when you did the sleeper simulant quest, there mm-hmm. is the fourth... I want to say it's either the third or the fourth. I'm, I'm leaning more toward the fourth. You have to gather war sets before you can continue on in the quest. And either way, the one that you have to do on Mars... It doesn't say RSPN like it normally does for Rasputin. We saw that in all the grimoire. Anytime it's Rasputin that's talking, it says RSPN. For Charlemagne, I can't remember exactly what it says, but you're on Mars, and it says something along the lines of either like CHMN yeah. or... yeah, It's something along those lines. Or it could even be, like, CRMN. But either way, it, it shows that there's at least one other Living Warmind, which we gathered from the Resputin cards. Nobody thought he lived either, but he made it. So Charlemagne, I, I have a feeling that he's actually going to play at least a, a decent-sized role as we move forward. But he was... I'm going to say that my theory, my belief is that he's the warm mind for Mars. We just haven't found out yet. And then I'm going to go into my super spinful of theory of the night. And that is the warm mind of Mercury. Get this. We all know. Is he a singer? Everybody, possibly, quite possibly. Shut sure your... Oh, oh, I almost said a bad thing. Um, <laughs> listen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay.
0: Self-censored, self-censored. Yeah.
2: All right. So as far as Mercury goes, we're going to go ahead and say – we're going to go far as far back as – let's assume that the – I want to say Rasputin 4, if not, then it's Rasputin 3. Was Rasputin talking to the stranger?
0: Mm-hmm. You're, you're not
2: mine, you know. Okay, so, other than that, we also know that at this point, war minds have mind cores. We learned this, which also proves a theory about Charlemagne existing in the current game, like he did in the game before. Things got scrapped with the Titan artifact. No matter whose artifact it is, I know I have it. It's legendary, and it says that the code name is Martell. The Martel, parent.
0: It's the minecore.
2: Yep, exactly. So. The intact minecore. The parent is redacted and then it does have flavor text on it that doesn't really give us as much info as the fact that it's called Martell and that its parent is redacted which blue I'm going to expect you to jump in on that oh my
1: gosh what to so, so wait before the, blue does the, wait before blue does what else in this game has a mind core
2: uh, the the blue. exos do and that's and what else? I'm getting at, Justin. The,
1: facts. the no, Vex. The Vex do as well.
2: But yeah, The go, Vex go. do as well. But that's the thing. All right. Where was the last place that St. seen? Mercury? Now, Exos have a, a mine core as well. You know, it's, it's pretty much uh, CPU. So, on that, I'm going to say for 200% that... Payen is actually the mine core for Saint Fourteen. Confirmed. <laughs> and that is why how. Why do you Saint make
0: me. my head? Why do you make my head hurt with your logic? Like, oh my, like, I, I almost want to say I hate you because <laughs> I swear every time we have this conversation, it's not something over. else. You think it's bad? Something with the more else. You pull. Body. You pull something else like this. Real quick, Martel was char. It, it, we're we're pretty sure he was named. It's called after Charles Martel, which was ironically the grandfather to the one and only Charlemagne. Uh, Charles Martel was a Frankish statement or statesman and a military leader who basically the the interesting part about him is he ruled. It's called Francia, and it was from 718 to about 741 AD, or yeah, AD. Um, and basically his, his big thing was he ruled from behind the scenes, which is ironic because he is a mind core, which is literally the core that rules a war mind. Um, so he's ruling behind the scenes. And so there's there's kind of actually, I kind of have a theory that Martel is actually the war mind of Charlemagne because Martel is the grandfa- historical grandfather of Charlemagne who was charlemagne was also known as charles the great or charles the first and he actually was the king he was one of the first he was the first king in his familial line he uh he's known for uniting most of western europe during the middle ages er, early middle ages and basically laying the foundations for modern france and germany um he's also a giant giant person he was a huge person he, I, I want to say he was, yeah, he became the first Holy Roman Emperor, um, ever since the fall of Rome, which was another giant thing for him too. Was it, up until that point, it had been a really big turmoil, and he, he basically became um, a really, really super powerful figure in Europe during that time. He's, he's basically called Pater Europa or the Father of Europe, and again, I mean. Between the fall of Rome until he came about and came into power, most of Western Europe was pretty all over the place and really, really in a bad shape. So he actually, I mean he he laid he laid the ground. Martel laid the groundwork for Charlemagne, and Charlemagne laid the groundwork for a lot of the political development in the Western European sphere of influence historically in our in our world. So in game world. When you say Martell, and then you say, "Hey, it's a pot, it's a, it's an intact mine core," the first thing my brain does is, "Well, we have a, we know there's a war mine called Charlemagne."
2: It, it well, we don't know 100 percent
0: for this. Well, that's
2: eh. Let, let's true. go ahead and say that. Let's but say there that. is there is a war mine 100%. called Charlemagne,
0: and a, I mean, it's called it, the intact warm or mine core of. I mean, that's the, literally the artifact with Martel is intact mine core. Um, I'm trying to make sure I'm making, I'm saying that yeah, right. yeah. intact war mine yeah, core. Yeah,
2: it's yes. the intact mine core is the so name to me for
1: the to me it just. I actually I found something really interesting regards to this. But Willie, before you mentioned this, I didn't even know this item exists. Existed is this a uh, Titan artifact? the mine core yeah
0: yeah i want yes. to say it is a titan it is a titan it is a so, so yeah
1: I, I run hunters mainly because you know reasons um but uh because you like to be
0: squishy says, that's why it says uh, no. we just like we just like playing games on difficult settings yeah no not difficult like easy don't get me wrong um,
2: uh, i've got a floofer i've got <laughs> a squishy and then i have the master class i have okay. one of each I'm, do I'm we need to go, you know. back.
1: go back do i need to get oh, bell no. in here
2: do we need to, <laughs> to rehash
1: this whole thing? Uh, no, but it says, uh, com- uh, code name Martel, parents redacted, status Iliodor complete. Uh, your boy just found Iliodor.
0: Yeah, Unisys is throwing throwing codes. Ah, Unisys, so, nice find. There is a book,
1: and it's called The Mad Monk of Russia. And uh, I've actually got an excerpt of it here. And it actually says, uh, But the Tsar had not lost faith in me as one of the rising hopes of the autocracy. In this, he had Rasputin behind him. When Isivyokski, the procurator of the Holy Synod, submitted his decision to him, Nicholas wrote on the report of the following words, Do not molest Father Iliodor. So, that term right there, and... The Martell reference is a clear Charlemagne nod. Iliodor is intertwined with Rasputin. So that is – that's really obscure, and I don't know that it helps us any, but I found it.
0: No, it's a
1: good
2: find, dude. It's it's an awesome find because like – once again, it's what we explain in chat, and I'm pretty sure every freaking show is that – we don't know 100% for a lot of things what exactly direction Bungie's going, but that's half the fun, you know, is I getting in all here. all the fun. Yeah, dude, like, the spin fool is awesome. And granted, i I probably take paying too far. I don't care. I'm still going to continue to take paying even farther until Bungie officially announces that, yes, he is in game and he's real. So, that's probably forever. <laughs> and, in, like you said, the, the intact Warmind Core, the thing that kills me about it is it's name Martell, and it has parent redacted. Now, for me, that that's pretty much in, it didn't really click with me until blue, and I don't know if Penn was, Penn's was another one that did it, but. When we had the historical connection between Martel
0: yeah, that was Unisys and, 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 and pins mostly.
2: Yeah, dude. Once we had those, I was like, okay, Charlemagne is not one hundred percent confirmed, but he's in the game. Like we're and I already had a feeling about that anyway, because uh, I don't know if it was on stream already that I'd mentioned. But when you get the either third or fourth um war set that you have to take over it it has instead of R S P N it has yeah. like C H M. Yeah. M-N- or M-N-N, i think. Some some along those lines and that's just Scream Charlemagne.
0: And another, eventually
2: another, we're gonna get P A E N or man <laughs> over there on mercury.
0: Go ahead, Blue. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, he just he he just won't stop believing. Well, keep yeah. going, Galileo, keep I going. I hold
2: on to that feeling, hey. okay? Hey. So, okay. These right, are the another, mavericks.
0: Oh my this, god. No, no. So, another 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 point on the Iliador thing. Okay, it says status Eliador complete. Now, I I'm, I'm just reading really really Quick, because this was an awesome find that I honestly didn't find. Thank you, Unisys, and thank you, Justin. But Eliodor actually started a slander and blackmail campaign against Rasputin. And in 1916, Iliador tried to... Uh, no, actually, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. 1914, um, he actually organized an assassination attempt against Rasputin and tried to get him killed. So when you tell me that the Iliador is complete. That's crazy. Um
1: what? Yeah, no. No, that tells me Charlemagne's taken over almost.
0: So is Charlemagne trying to replace the first among equals? Exactly. Or is Mart is Martel is Martell trying to organize a coup against the tyrant?
2: I think regardless I think Martell, the fact that in I mean, we can't really take the artifacts to heart.
0: Because no, we, yeah, that's we not have true. the
2: hunter artifact, the rose, which
0: yeah, it's a cabbage.
2: Exactly. Yeah, hey, we that's look not at the fact rose. that Easy. Easy. Dredgen before he was Dredgen <laughs> it's
0: it's my favorite artifact, but it's it's a radioactive cabbage, let's all be honest
2: here. It's, it's what it looks like. And <laughs> we already know that Dredgen did call before he called the Thorn the Thorn. He called it the yeah, Rose. Right. So
0: Oh, a darkness-infused rose?
2: Exactly. It's like, what the hell? You really think that Dredgen took an actual radioactive cabbage-looking rose in his hand, and what did he do? He threw it at people? No. That artifact is just there, (coughs) just to say, hey, Dredgen had the rose. And that's so debatable, it's ridiculous. I'm going full spin metal jacket. But, um, well, I wouldn't go full spin metal jacket, but I'd at least have no, my spin metal on. No, we don't, we don't
0: lose you completely. Yeah, you just... <laughs> it pays. So, I think.
2: But my point is that you can't really take the artifacts in Destiny to heart too much because it... Well, something they added in the Taken King and the, the, the discussion we're having with the Nine right now, that makes me wonder, like, when TTK came out, did Bungie really just say, as far as the game mechanic goes, we'd rather have the currency and all that be more
0: user-friendly, or uh, we'd rather have mean, it stick to yeah. the story? A really brief summary basically what he's nodding to is there is a conversation going on about the Motes of Light. Not only that, but Glimmer. Well, I guess that's true too, yeah, because the definition of Glimmer does have the Nine referenced in it. It
2: does, Mm -hmm. and what it says specifically is that the Nine do not look at the Glimmer as currency, but they rather look at it as a material. Right. And... I, I think that's fairly important to know, you know.
1: I think uh currency Well, because... for glimmer is
0: is an incorrect. I prefer the term commodity. It, yeah, well because glimmer remember glimmer is a programmable matter. It's so it's I mean we we see it as currency in game, but in real in reality it's like it's it is is exactly that. It's a trade commodity. Because the uh, what are they called? The forges in the city. I can't ever remember what they're called. The probability forges, I want to say, um, off the top of my head, because I really want to know more about them. Um, that's what they use to create things with, and so that's how they trade. It's it's literally, I'm trading you a cow for a chicken. I went ahead and or found the something uh, like exact
2: that. quote for it. It says, Glimmer. Many believe that the Nine use Glimmer not as currency. But as raw material for their secretive studies. Which, for me, that's just like. Glimmer, especially when we go back to the Books of Sorrow cast that we did, mm-hmm. you know, I already try to make a connection between Glimmer and Either, which is pretty much what the Fallen used to survive. And that speaks volumes for me that. We can use Glimmer for pretty much anything if we want to, of
0: course. Well, and, yeah, that is that is very yeah, it's, true. It's, it
2: seems like if There's, we wanted to use it for making... Or actually, we do use it for making weapons, don't we?
0: Correct. Yep. Yeah. In, in a way. I, I, I'm almost tempted to say that's what the giant 3D printer over by the crazy dude is. The crazy dude being <laughs> the giant XO that makes <laughs> the weapons that everyone trusts... I swear to God, when that thing blows up in your face, and Banshee's like, I, I'm going, dude, "I have no idea what I'm doing." Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> he's got a giant 3D printer. I think we were running. I was running around the tower the other you day. You guys quit picking on Banshee. Uh, he no, uh, d- uh, no, um, but he's got like, if you go over to, um, if you go over to the gun, the gunsmith area. The uh, the giant box that's right to his right. It's, it'd be on your left when you're facing him. If you go along the side, it looks like a giant 3D printer. And I, I would even hazard a guess that that's probably Glimmer that it's being re reprogrammed into, or something. Something's being 3D printed. I hope it's not a rocket launcher because you know that's he mixes he misses one corner and bye. It's Banshee, man. You can God, trust him. I know. That's... <laughs> <But> <laughs> Why do you think we're testing honestly, his weapons Honestly, Banshee out
1: now? has been bugged for me. for, And I, I'm going to use this very selfishly right quick. Has anyone else had the Weapon Master Crucible Quest? The portion that you turn into Banshee. Has anyone else had that bugged? Like, if you have, please tweet at me, at justinsane0516. Let me know I'm not crazy because I've had all my different – I think we need, to go, yeah. we need to go wipe him again. Yeah. Like he's nuts. Like I've had this done for a month, <laughs> and he won't give me my reward. And it's not so much that I want my reward because I know it's not going to be amazing. You don't want the icon over here. I don't like the purple freaking rhombus. It bothers me. So.
2: It bugs me too, Justin, every time. Fungie like, guys in the it, chat, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it kills me, like, because I still have the Red Bull quest. Um,
1: I have yeah. to do the the. How many kids of Re- cans of Red Bull? Advanced do you
0: have for... one. I think my wife. My I think my wife for drinking all the Red Bull and giving me codes. You only have to have one,
2: but my wife was great enough to actually get me quite a few with the codes. Like, she likes the the blue kind, but the blue kind didn't have the codes on them, so she would actually buy the regular kind, just so I could have the codes, and I gave a few of them out, quite a few, honestly, and only kept, like, one or two to myself, but regardless, thing is, I, I still, like, when I jo- jump in, I can't barely do anything as my Hunter or my Warlock because I haven't finished all the quests with them. But with my Titan, my main, I still haven't done that quest yet where you get the Red Bull Sparrow. And with my main, I still have to deal with the fact that I have that freaking purple-green Zomp. Uh, it's just sitting there over Earth And I know what it is, and I know what I got to do, and I'm just like, just go away. Go
0: away. I don't
2: need you in my life right now. Like, get get out of here. I'll do you when I feel like I'm ready.
0: Uh, So going back to Warmines because apparently we're a little bit tangent. I think there's something about Warmines
1: supposed to happen tonight. I'm not sure. (laughs) <laughs>
0: oh, Lord. So the other, the other fun thing that we touched about in chat is the fact of why are the Taken so afraid of war mines? And that was because there was a quote in, I think it was f- the first mission on the Taken King, in which we learned that the Taken can actually only take organic matter. <clears throat> so you'll notice that there are no shanks that have been taken there are no harpies that have been taken um there are i'm trying to think of anything else with that organic mind well, matter but the reason why oryx is because a lot of people are saying you know oryx is so nervous around rasputin and the response is orcs is a freaking god why does he care and the reason is is because his normal means of attack don't work he can't take rasputin Rasputin is sentient Rasputin is just as wily as some of the enemies that he's faced before and his trump card doesn't work it it's ineffective he met he met a wild Rasputin and the taken ability did not affect him to use Pokemon terms do we really got to do Pokemon again I totally can do Pokemon he's got to take them all
1: uh but it would just be like this stupid looking we're thing gonna go from Destiny say, to rasputin the... Rasputin <laughs> oh wow.
2: You wrong from the war minds of pokemon. That's that's hey, happening right now. Hey, you know what? Right now.
0: Just picture just picture Rasputin as a Snorlax.
2: No. I refuse.
0: <laughs> he sleeps until you play the little little magic no. whatever it is and then he wakes up and he wants to sit on you.
2: No, honestly, another thing I want to point out is um getting back on topic here Will he the the ghost the ghost fragment titan. You know, right. that, that, yep. that's Jaggy's host, yep. I
0: believe.
2: And I'm not going to read the entire Oh, no, it's card. not, not
0: Jaggy's host. It's uh, Holborn's. Holborns. Yeah. Jaggy's host right. was it's Holborns.
1: the Holborns
0: Caspian? Host. Was it Caspian? Yeah. It's yeah. on Earth.
2: But, yeah, you nailed it. You're right. It's, I'm looking at it right now. I'm not going to read the entire thing because super long card, and I've got about 17 minutes left. But at the end of the card, it the, the card, long story short, TLDR, is the, the host found a ghost that's just floating. And one of them, it doesn't specify which one. It's like, hey, little ghost, come here. Dude, come here. We're right here. Ghost doesn't care. It doesn't acknowledge him at all. And he still feels like it's up to him to explain to the ghost... ...what they're doing there. And it says... ...see, all quiet. Why not come with us, little ghost? We're looking for the old Warmind here. And the one that prote- ...who guards it. So, on Mars... ...which we know that card is on Mars... ...that's... ...I, I want to say that's... ...go ahead we can say that's a fact. Not only mm-hmm. are they looking for a Warmind on Mars... They're looking for the one who protects it. And mm-hmm. we know that Rasputin, during the Dust Palace strike, which, you know, we have that Grimmar card as well, we know that Rasputin is protecting something on Mars. But he is definitely not the Mars War mind, which, for me personally, I think can be fairly assumed there's definitely a different war mind for Mars, and we have had a million, well, maybe not exactly a million, but we've had tons of different yeah. hints that Charlemagne was definitely the Mars war mind.
0: You know, it's another fun fact is, so there's an abandoned ghost on a red planet. <clears throat> you know, there's another card in which a ghost is told to abandon their guardian on a red world, right, quote the dirt of this dull red world it's born yes. thorn three
1: oh Billy.
2: hint hint oh really do you, do you really Bam! Want, i was about to say you want me to get into that really you, you really no right i don't now? want
0: i don't want to but uh, i'm it just seems drawing like the idiot. connection i'm drawing the connection here between uh. what you just read which was an abandoned ghost who's like oh i'm so sad and oh yeah the ghost doesn't talk to anybody I'm I think there saying. was another ghost that didn't talk to anybody too. I think his I think his guardian was named Ward. But I'm not, don't quote me on that and one. And I honestly Actually, think can, that but...
2: they are going to eventually, because if you remember, that last word quote, it ends with, the ghost look at me, and it finally spoke. But they don't right. say what the ghost what. says. Yep. And so they I, I really, really hope that Bungie goes ahead and
1: Clears all that
0: up. Gives us what he says.
1: Yeah,
2: I I really need peace of mind here. I need... Shin
1: Malfour is OP. Nerf Bungie, please. Nerf Bungie. (laughs) Shin Malfour
2: Uh, is pain confirmed. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: So, uh... Did we we get through the the Icolis theory? Yeah. Um, Yeah. The... I wanted to talk about the midnight, the midnight exigent. It seems to be something that keeps popping up, and uh, I actually had to, to go to and like figure out what an exigent was because it's one of those words you think you know what it means until you actually look it up. It is um, requiring immediate attention, needing to be dealt with immediately, or expecting much time, attention, effort, etc. from other people. So, I'm really I'm really curious to see what Blue thinks about this in terms of programming. Here we go. A midnight I feel like I'm exigent. Feeling... It's I all I can think of, and this is stupid, by the way, is a threat level midnight from the office. But um, <laughs> if you didn't watch that, that's not funny. But anyways, yep.
0: you you lost me on that one. Sorry. <laughs> I don't watch TV except for like psychological dramas. So, if you want to if you want to talk about Luther and Criminal Minds, I I I can talk about that all day or Jessica Jones or any of that. Yeah. Okay. okay.
1: Anyhow,
0: <laughs>
1: how do you think that fits into the architecture of say the War Minds parameters, the Midnight Exigent? Do you see that as an objective? or the means well, to an objective. I see the Midnight
2: Extingent as what he sees as the end game. Like, for... And it's not something that you can 100% confirm or deny at this point, but you do know that you do end up seeing uh, Midnight Extingent. Fairly often throughout Rasputin cards.
1: So, midnight exigent, and and I'm just going to go way out here, is an is an executable condition, not a mm. not a uh, plan of attack or not a sh- stratagem or anything like that. It is a condition that exists, and is an if then relationship to the rest of Rasputin's. Parameters.
0: Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, so the quote, I mean, so to quote it, it says format moral structures for Midnight Exigent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the structure of that statement makes me think that the Midnight Exigent is the actual the end, right? It's, it's the action. Of, it, it is the action because you're formatting a structure to prepare for it to occur. Threat level midnight. Yeah. Uh, right right and i mean (laughs) and and, like the the status is still in progress we know that it's still in progress which is why we get the sleeper simulant because it's it's the the delvin forge two, right um uh, yeah i don't i'm not sure What well, were you looking for, Blue? I'm just browsing right now.
1: You're browsing so, at the yeah. I'm
0: going I'm going I'm going through the slush. So okay. um let's let blue let's let blue dive
1: uh Willie and let's move on. Like uh
2: <laughs> Are you sure you want me to move on? No, I really want <laughs> you to move on. Yeah, no. Uh now I wanna point out again, um I have a really strong feeling that the fact that Charlemagne is a war mind that's a known unknown at this point and the fact that they wanted to redact the fact that Martel was the mind core, the intact mind core at that, that for a redacted parent, which the parent I assume to be the war mind, I, I really want to think that Charlemagne's gonna come into the game sometime soon. And uh let's see what else do we have here about the war mines? Uh Pan, of course is the war mine for Mercury. I think we, we settled that debate rather quick. So <laughs> <laughs> And he is helping Saint out with Osiris, big O. Which, that's, that's another thing I can't help but wonder. Like, the Speaker accuses Osiris of a lot of things. Like, he's the one who pretty much sent Kabir to his doom. When he says that Titans assembled teams to tackle the vault of Glass. Um, you know, he dabbled in the killing himself, reviving himself. Is that Thantanology? Yes. Wow. I can't believe I actually got it right.
1: A <laughs> <laughs> lot and... of syllabalies there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. Hey, but you know, that's one thing that it seems like the tower knew about Rasputin before we actually came to be reborn, so to speak. And here we are. And. We're still trying to understand Rasputin. I... One thing that bugs the hell out of me is I don't understand why it is we help him, he helps us, but he doesn't really help us. A, a good example would be when you, you always have to break in. Anytime that you have to go into his bunker, you have to break in to get in there. And... That's including the Saber 2 strike. Like, you have to find a way, <laughs> your own way in there. It's like, Raspy, I love you. You've been here since day one, but what the hell is wrong with you, dude? Just let me in. Give me what I need. No. <laughs> Pretty much. That's his response every time.
0: So I'll puff,
1: and I'll puff,
0: and I'll blow <laughs> yeah. your bunker down. I think I I almost <laughs> want to say that we're part of, we're part of the reason that he's noticing a 400 percent increase in people breaking in. I'm I'm just saying, dude. Like, how many times have we had to break into
2: Rasputin's bunker since Vanilla Destiny? It's a lot. had uh, yeah, way more than four times. And it, he really needs to change the locks. I'm just saying. Even with Ghost being the one who decrypts the the code, and at points. I think the only one I want to say that he actually was helping us get in was during the Saber
0: 2 strike. You know, you have to. Um. No, he. There. That's no, his war isn't it? That... it? No, that was that was one of his war sets. That was that one, and then there was one, and oh, I can't remember it. It's the one that's the hand hand of Crota. No. Yes. Right, hand so... of Crota. There was one that we when we went down, his doors were open because I Ghost know. was like, "They never leave the door open." Bye like, I thought that oh, was Cade maybe maybe when uh, we first went in there with the Taken. And... <laughs> no, that was that was when Cade got pissed because they took his stuff. So let's or he was afraid they took his stuff. Let's go ahead and get into because I've only got about six,
2: soon to be five more minutes. Um, we've talked about Charlemagne quite a bit. We've talked about Raspy. Way more than that. Let's talk about the most possible. The unknown. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about, Lou?
0: Let's see. Uh, where to start? Where to start? Where to start? So, there is an unknown war mine on Venus, and there is this really cool place called the Ishtar Collective, and we're not talking about the awesome website. So I'm good. I'm talking about the actual, the actual Ishtar Collective. So good. Uh, the Ishtar Collective was a place that really, really, really liked reverse-engineering VEX technology. And they liked it so much that they actually put themselves into the simulations of the VEX. And they kind of went crazy, which led, in the end, to the creation of one of our favorite factions. Well, someone else's favorite factions, the future Warhol. But... Mm-hmm. As part of the experiments, the justification that they had that they could do this without getting themselves in too much trouble was there was a scientist by the name of Maya Sundaresh, and she we know through Cade's journal primarily. Well, we knew, we knew, we recognized her name before because we had access to this um, before kate's journal came out however kate's journal revealed an extra layer of complexity to her character however in vex 3 ghost fragment vex 3 it's sunderesh that has the genius idea of you know they're they're asking you know hey if we're sims we exist in the i'll just read it if we're sims we exist in the pocket of the universe that the vex specimen is able to simulate with its onboard brain power if we're real we need to get outside that bubble and there's a there's another character, another scientist named E.C. E. I believe is we call for help, and Sundarus responds with, "That's right, we bring in someone smarter than the specimen. The, the when this is mentioning the Vex, someone too big to simulate and predict a war mind. And this is where we also hear from Doctor Shim, and he's I think it's a he, is in I'm the real sure world. I'm pretty sure it's a he, and Shim is, is badass. Just so yes, Shim is. He's a very snarky individual. He's he's kind of fun. Shim says, in the real world, the Warmind will be able to behave in ways the Vex can't simulate. It's too smart. The Warmind may be able to get into the Vex and rescue us. So, and that actually ties into a later theory that, you know, my favorite person that I love bringing up, and I think everyone thought I wasn't going to get him in here, but it's Osiris. Ah! Uh, Actually has a theory that guardians are unable to be simulated because basically the concept of free will and the complexity of their personalities. Um, the Vex can't predict what a guardian is going to do. And that's exactly what Shim, Sudoresh and EC pins pens just had a Wilhelm scream over there. Um, are talking about. They need something that is too big to simulate and predict for the Vex mind that they are putting themselves into. Um, and so, and it's, there's, there's three Grimoire cards. There's Vex three, Vex four and Vex five that mention this unknown war mind. And never once do they actually name it, which is really, really annoying,
1: which leads me to believe that it was a lesser war mind. So hence, no wings, huh? no wings on the icon. Yes. See, see how it ties together. Yeah. Yes. I did that.
2: <laughs> oh, so man. does any? What? Are, so I was going to try and say here. Let, let, well,
0: my point, my point here is that it's an unknown war mine, and also in Vex Four, there's a number, there's a quote that says, "Even now, operating remote bodies by Neuralink, the team's thoughts are relayed through the war mine. Who saved them? Sandbox and scrub for hazards." So the war mine basically acted as a filter for the experiments in which all these, what they call forks are created. And I want to say off the top of my head, it was 227. That is correct. That's correct. 227. 227. Um, That was the maximum that they could generate of each of the scientists, um, which, you know, sadly, there's a, a couple scientists that that did not end well for there is one scientist who committed suicide there was another one who kind of went insane as you can imagine and then the war mine actually generated a drug that counteracted the insanity um, and the entire excuse me, the entire name of this project, I believe, was S-X-I-S-R. It was a special asset, Um, or maybe that was the item, that was the actual Vex mine intelligence that they were trying to reverse engineer. But every time they bring up this war mine in the Ishtar Collective, it's the supervisory war mine, or the war mine that is meant to protect it. Um, Pens just threw up. The really annoying spin foil that the war mine is Durindel, uh. which is an awesome, awesome nod to Marathon, which was another bungee game. He, what you got, Justin?
1: No, uh, and this is taking way, 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 way back to the middle or the beginning, actually, of the podcast. But um, one thing that I noticed when I was listening to buy, Free, this one on Guardian Radio was uh. When he read Rasputin 4, uh, let's see, and he he t- actually he actually tells the stranger, presumably, I've seen you step forward, I've seen you step back, I've seen you step across, mm-hmm. and that – and this is just tying in with another theory of mine, but that furthers my, my kind of belief in the cyclic nature of time in Destiny because – you can step forward on the timeline. You can step backwards on the timeline or that you could step across into another timeline. So it kind of goes with all the forks and all the, the parallels that are involved when we talk about the Vex and the war minds and.
0: Right. And there's also the awesome, really fun theory that Durandale is the cousin that Resputin is nodding to on that that quote there's there's a quote from um pens gave it to us hang on where is it there it is quote from the final screen of marathon infant infinity and it says we've watched while the stars burned out and creation played in reverse the universe freezing in half light once i thought to escape to end to end the end A master step out of the path of collapse escape would make us god Yet I cannot help remember one enigma, a hybrid, elusive destroyer. This is the only mystery I have not solved, the only element unaccounted for. Even Sabuath is no more. He saved his entire race, but in the end, frozen by despair, he joined the chaos he sought to evade. But you were dead a thousand times. Hopeless encounters successfully won. A man long dead, grafted to machines your builders did not understand. You follow the path, fitting into an infinite pattern... Yours to manipulate, to destroy and rebuild. Now, in the quantum moment before the closure, when all becomes one, one moment left, one point of space and time. I know who you are. You are destiny. Boom. Easter egg. Easter egg in Marathon, and there's actually an Easter egg in response in the Rasputin cards, in which he talks about, um, you know, the grafting to something that you can't understand. His cousin. There's, it's a. And he really talks about your,
2: the dead people, mm-hmm. i.e., guardians, uh, grafting the, the light essentially, to themselves, yeah. using powers this, that they can't understand. Nothing and, more stubborn than a corpse. Um. Uh, yeah. He does. That's an exact quote, I believe. Nothing more stubborn than a corpse. On that note, gentlemen. Um, All right. Yeah, I've got to be getting out of here. But
0: it's 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 Galileo's bedtime. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mamma Mia, let me go.
0: Oh man! All right, guys. Well, Willie, you want to give your? Want to want to lead us on the the shout out?
2: Yeah, I can go ahead and I, I can lead us on the shout out. So
0: for those who weren't in chat, we had we were promised a touching eulogy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Eulogy. Yeah. Okay. Um No. My shout outs for the night going to go, of course, Ishtar Collective, uh, which is ishtar-collective.net, the website which we get a majority of our grimoire from. Um, I believe they're on Twitter as well as ishtar. They are. Under,
0: C-O-L-L.
2: It, is it underscore? Or... It's just one word. Good. But how do we just,
1: always have this discussion <laughs> I'll just put the link up
2: yeah again. go ahead and put their twitter up they're on twitter as well and by they I mean he but yeah. the, and I guess it's they now but it's been he for so long and he's done such an amazing job um, Bife dude opened my eyes so many times the, the Salter Tiger was absolutely amazing last week and uh, loved having them on. Um, DOD Charlie is where I found the Dads of Destiny. So, gotta throw them the shout out because that's where I started. Foxtrot, throw them a shout out because that's something that I personally started. And uh, no matter what, will always love those guys, gals. Like, so amazing. And the only reason why I continue to play Destiny. Other than the Grimoire, of course. And then my final shout-out goes to you guys, Justin and Blue. Like, when we were... When Blue first proposed the idea of Focus Fire Chat, I'm like, okay, yeah. You know, we, we talked about it earlier. Like, all right, we might get like a dozen views. Would be cool. And this thing has blown up so much and it's just amazing that i'm part of something like this and i feel like i don't do enough i'm always told that i do enough but either way you guys are absolutely amazing you suck at halo 5 rockets but i do too (laughs)
0: horribly i'm pretty sure that was a freaking
2: awesome <laughs> it's a stupid game. It's a i don't stupid know game what time. you
0: guys were doing it was us. an
2: awesome night but we got blown to crap dude That's us admit it <laughs>
0: it's because halo 5 rockets are different than halo 3 rockets mm-hmm. that's my defense different than normal but rockets there's that too
2: seriously um, like focus fire is one of the most amazing things i've ever been a part of i know that we tend to squabble every now and again in the chat i know that you know we all have our own personal issues. And one of the things that we get is focused fire. The, the game War chat itself as a whole is just like a good way to try to relieve some of that stress, calm down, relax, and help me a lot out. You know, it, it helped me out a lot today. Um, cause I have my own issues going on, but, Blue, I wanted to thank you for thinking of putting all this together. Like, it, when it comes down to it, it was your idea, dude, and it was an amazing idea. I might not have saw it at time,
0: but well, it, you know, it, it's everyone has everyone has incredible. a bit of insanity in them. <laughs> well, I just have I'm, probably a little bit more than most.
2: Yeah, I mean, you you thought about bringing me, you, and Justin together like that, that's that's batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it works, and Justin, dude, like those those banners you put up every week. Like, I don't even want to try to think about how long it takes you to do what you do with the artwork. But man, it's it's every week you. I think that okay, there's no way you can do any better in this, and then here it is. You know, you come out with another piece of art, and it's just so awesome, and. I'm still seeing Ishtar hype on your screen right now.
0: <laughs> well, the poor people who aren't in the stream aren't gonna understand what half of our references are. It's it's the many faces, insane. the many faces of Justin and Sane.
1: So Justin Sane was
0: it has been just for Tonight the for the many record many as a disclaimer. Yeah, for the record as a disclaimer, that's the reason half of our tangents kind of end in like trailing off statements is we're trying to figure out what in god's name is going on on justin's (laughs) camera yeah absolutely um, i'll look at the screen and then all of a sudden i'm like what the hell
2: is he doing now
0: we've we've been visited by kylo ren um, (laughs) some other random masked vigilante Uh, i assume i don't know i'll I'll
1: give i'll give
0: a shout out to him in
1: just a second okay all right
2: yeah It's it's his pain cosplay
1: yeah. Oh boy. All right, Thanks. Justin. Who, Thanks, Willie. Who do you who do you have on your Uh yeah, first of execution all, first block. of all, really urgent um urgent imperative here. We got a man bag down. Manbag is sick. He's he's running a fever. <laughs> he needs more cowbell. Um <laughs> Yeah, everyone wish wish Manbag well. He uh he's always here. Every night uh, among with even if you don't see, even him. if you don't see him, he's he his motto is actually if you if you ain't lurking, you ain't working. But um, he uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he's awesome. Big supporter of mine personally in the chat as well. Um, Also, uh, to all of our new lore band members of which there was an influx this week. Great to see you in guys uh, jump in there. Start throwing out spin foil. I don't care. It doesn't matter if you're wrong or right, just like Michael Jackson said. Um, you know, just like short <laughs> <laughs> right out there. Um, <laughs> Holy. Uh, so, and yeah, that's 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 a lot. And that ties in with my next one. All the new listeners, because, oh my God, we went from 500 listens to what, Blue? Like 2,000?
0: 1975.
1: Holy crap. You yeah. people, y'all are amazing, and uh, also um, can't talk about the new listeners without the reason for a lot of the new listeners is a uh, hashtag sultry tiger and uh, misspelled bunny. <laughs> the guardians of D, thank you so much for the the awesome shout outs on your on your last podcast. That was amazing, and Willie, Willie, our grimoire lexicon which without whom this show would not exist. So uh, those are my shout outs. I, I had to top Willie. I had to have a longer shout out than Willie. <laughs> we're,
0: getting, we're getting to the point where it's going to be like 15 minutes and we have to be like, okay, we're going to go. No, no, just reiterate. Great. Really appreciate Guardian Radio. They they gave us a big shout out on their podcast this week. And we really, really, really appreciate it. We're honored that you guys are you guys gave us that attention that that was really awesome and so we want to return the favor if you don't listen to guardian radio go and give them a listen they're an amazing group of people um they are actually in the middle of doing a giveaway for an xbox one as well so you should probably go check out that last episode to get the details on that too if you have any interest in that um other than that yeah like they've like both of these guys have said before, and thank you so much. And we will see you guys next week, or probably in about an hour if you're in chat. Um, given how usually we don't sleep. So with that being said, I guess the lore band's gonna keep marching. Oh, we'll see oh, you yeah. guys next week. There he goes. I love it. Why didn't you play the Sultry
2: Tiger clip?
0: I don't have it created yet. I'll do it. <laughs>